2: Take
0: it. God, I a win. Two legends in basketball analysis, with over seventy years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman
2: podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything.
0: You know what can I say? But well, it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent. I
2: didn't. Hey, everybody.
1: All Bob right. Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Gary Tang. We're along with the ride zoom and pod right here, CLNS Media Networks. What a great Super Bowl. So exciting. And we want to tell you that FanDuel is America's number one sports book. So whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's the NBA playoffs, the NHL Stanley Cup, Major League Baseball, you got to check them out. That's it. FanDuel, America's number one sports book. All right. So here we go, guys. Let's get to it. Uh, I want to talk about Jason Tatum off the court. Uh, I saw on the CBS Morning News or CBS Morning Show, whatever they call it, uh, he joined the the crew there. And he has started, Jeff, I'll start with you. He has started a a lot of off-the-floor activity now. We look at Jalen Brown, and we should for his social activism. But now Jason Tatum is really stepping up and is very impressive in partnering with SoFi in helping out economically challenged families uh, from areas that he grew up in, talked about his mom living paycheck to paycheck, and now he is putting his money with his mouth, mouth is, and going out there to help people develop generational wealth. Uh, as he continues to mature, and and actually as he just allows us to know him a little bit more, as he lets us in, uh, boy, Jason Tatum is really an impressive young man.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, listen, i I think I've known him for 10 years now, since he was 15 years old. First time I met him, uh, actually, I met his, his mother, Brandy, um, at the Hall of Fame tournament, uh, high school tournament, out in Springfield, Massachusetts. And his mom and, and him are so different. She doesn't stop talking. And Jason <laughs> doesn't say much. And he'll say that all the time. Like, he, he is quiet. Like, that's not his personality. But, you know, I think two things have changed him. Well, one, just age and maturity, but two things, one, being a father, obviously that changes anybody, right? Uh, It gives you a kind of a different outlook on life. Um, And two, obviously some of the criticism and the organization kind of handing the keys over to him a couple of years ago where it was really apparent, right? And they started to win, but fall short of winning an NBA title. He's just grown and mature. But I would say this, like Jason Tatum from every time I've I've talked to him, been around him, like he's just a good kid. He's a good kid. And he's not a a guy who's going to be like, look at me. I got to yell and scream and I want attention. He does not. He doesn't really want the attention. He just wants to play ball, go home, hang with his family, um, and that's he's pretty simple, right? And play golf. He loves golf now, uh, but that's about it for him. Like he, he's, you know, he, he's just kind of a simple kid in a way. And uh, I, I love that he's. Well, let, I think Jeff.
1: Let me say he's low maintenance.
2: So so low maintenance, other than with the officials. Oh yeah, awesome.
1: I mean, you know, welcome to the NBA. But know. you're right. I mean, but as as like a as an NBA superstar, yes, this guy is low maintenance. He's chill. Yep. And Those really, guys. what he's doing now, charity wise, in this endeavor, is very impressive. And um, you're right. I mean, now he wants to win championships and just help people.
0: You yeah, can't. He's got des- confidence. <clears throat> as an outsider who has never met him. Uh, I, I study him from afar, and I don't think I'm alone in saying that the intriguing thing about him off the court is this fatherhood, because it isn't a normal fatherhood. It is an utterly, completely aberrational fatherhood in the circumstance that any of us know. Young men, 20, 21 years of age, do not ordinarily become single parents period he right in that circumstance well, he's,
2: he's, he's not sick i mean single and that uh yes he and and uh deuce's mother are not together anymore but she she is very much in deuce's life they co-parent
1: okay, co-parent. okay. Right. Yeah, well, but you I mean, pointing first, it out jeff because we don't know well,
0: that i've always we've always been impressed with the relationship with he with and deuce obviously deuce is a precocious child too no question. He's, he's obviously a very bright, inquisitive, young, intriguing young man, uh, you know. And the, but that's always distinguished him, that, that idea of, of, of him having that responsibility and having that association, a public association, you know, with this child. Uh, is, 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 it, and it's really heartwarming and and, and, and impressive. So, you know, he's, he's always set himself a bit apart in that regard. Yeah. Um, but one thing I'm wondering, you know, is, uh, you know, he's looked around himself, uh, he's he's in the company of a uh, uh, of a uh, uh, much more different dynamic personality out, out to the world in brown, and you wonder how much he's he's played off, uh, Jalen in terms of off the court well, desires. Well, I mean, I mean, in competition. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying he, he's inspired. That's
1: possible. Sure, which is impressive. Which is which is it's a great take, Bob, because both are very smart young men. And both are now active off the floor. So all the way around, it's a great thing. And the thing that I want to add that in this interview, he talked about, you know, with his son, Deuce, like he and his mom, they paycheck to paycheck, like he said. So he's all about teaching financial responsibility, developing generational wealth. So he's making a lot of money. So obviously for his son and his ancestors, he wants to make sure they understand how money works. Mm -hmm. That's one of the points he made with his son, that he wants his son to understand how good he has it. You know, that (laughs) that he's very fortunate. And and you need to be respectful of the situation they're in. So if you have a chance, I'm sure it's on the web, on CBS. It's really impressive.
0: I'm going to check it out. You should
1: definitely check it out. Get your buckets with your first bet at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams, quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com Boston and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Massachusetts 21 plus and present in MA. Hope is here. First online real Moneyline wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gambling helpline ma.org, or call 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com, or call 1 800 GAM 1234. So let's get to the team right now. Um, Coming up, they got a, Bob. They got a couple games with Brooklyn. They got Chicago, and then I'm circling that MSG game in New York on February yep. 24th.
0: I'll, I'm i worried about it already because uh, it's going to be one of those circumstances. They're, they're like, they won't have Randall. They they probably won't have Hartenstein. They're, they're going to go in with this, uh, you know, couple men down thing. We saw the last time they encountered that circumstance. They laid upon a source right. egg, you know, last week. Uh, uh, so again against uh, uh, the Lakers so that's all I mean yeah on paper the Knicks when they get up, when they regain their health are going to be a team to pay attention to there is no question no question but uh, so yeah it would and and it's going to be an atmosphere but they just better be ready to play I'm going to be be paid close, close attention to that game to see how they play. Assuming that there is no Randall and Hardenstein, I won't worry about it if those guys are playing. I'm serious; uh, they'll, they'll do what they have to do. So that's all. Um, but the Knicks, uh, they're down big men. They're down uh, big men. Uh, jerk uh, Sims is out. You know to to where they had to play. Uh, uh, and now, Nobis down. They, yeah. you know, they 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 so they're really hurting in the front court right now. You know, so just remember that.
2: You know, my, my biggest thing is, is, you know, now just looking at the jockeying that's going to go on within the Eastern Conference now uh, to see who the Celtics are going to be matched up against, um, you know, in, in, in potentially the second round. You know, I don't think the first round's going to give them much issue, but, you know, in the second round, who are they going to play? Is MB going to be healthy? Are they <laughs> going to draw Philly? potentially in the second round with a healthy Joel Embiid. I don't know if he's going to be healthy. I don't know if he's going to play again. Um, you know, I'm not so worried about a, a, a road Knicks game coming out of the All-Star break. I'm really not. Like, I'm just, I'm more worried about their health than anything else. Like, I know everybody's going to put all this stock in. Well, they shouldn't have, They shouldn't won this regular season. And I get it. People are worried that, like, they're not going to have that killer instinct when it matters most. Either they are or they're not. Like, I don't know if you develop that, guys. I just don't know if you develop that. I think you either have it or you don't. This team is kind of chill, but you added, again, a professional, a guy who's won a title in Drew Holiday. Hopefully that helps with these guys a little bit, and, and he can talk to him about it and get on him when he needs to. Uh, but, again, for me, it's more about the postseason. I hate to say that because – you know, again, then it's like, all right, you're just pushing forward, and these games don't matter. They matter. Don't get me wrong; they matter. Uh, but I just think ultimately, again, as a as a fan, you just want to see them kind of get better and stay healthy, stay oh, healthy,
0: especially. Uh, um, he teased in that regard. Now, by the way, Porzingis is playing. Yeah. He has been tremendous. He should have been one of the two additions to the all-star team when the, the other two went down. Um sorry. He should be, and they need a big man. Look at the roster. If anybody cares about the game, so if, about their chances of actually winning the game in the East, but I just, don't you think the Porzingis is, is, is just getting better and better? Yeah. He's vital. And more and more he's vital. He's
1: vital to the mix. I, I think mean, he has to be healthy for them to win.
0: Well, but, you know, they have to have, you know, a number of guys. But point is, though, you know, he we worry about him because of his history, his, his injury history. Right. And and, uh, and it's fair to say and to pose the question uh, or, or the idea that uh, you've got to worry until it happens that he's going to be available and ready to go in, in April and May because his history isn't good in that regard. And what I'm saying is he's making us more, it's more cute now. He just seems to, be, to me to be fitting in more and more. He's. He's having a great run right now. And and I, I couldn't have been more wrong about the guy. And I'm so pleased. You know, I, I, I hadn't seen him play enough in the last couple of years to know what he was really, really fully capable of. And yeah. now I'm I'm really impressed.
1: Bob, I think that he's the difference maker in that if he's not healthy in the finals, if the Celtics play Denver or the Eastern Conference Finals, if they play the Bucks, you know, it could go either way. But if you have a health poor Porzingis in those two matchups, the Celtics have a distinct advantage.
0: They, they have, they, they have, I think they got the premier roster in the league right now, one to eight for sure. And, and, uh, and, but, and he, and he gives them a, 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 both a modern and old and, and, and old school dimension. You know, <laughs> you, you can't throw the ball into him if you need it, you need a two, if they have to recognize that at key moments and, and uh, uh, you know, he doesn't have to stand out in the corner. But and shoot those threes, but uh, but he shot him pretty well lately. He oh, he has. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and in big moments too, at games in fourth quarter, you know, last two minutes. Um, absolutely, no, he's been impressive. He can pass the ball too. I mean, yep. oh man, he's so. I mean, what a what a mood. I mean, just give Brad the executive of the year now and stop worrying about the you know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it turned out. yeah, yeah. I I think that. Jeff, I want to talk about, you You know, do they have the killer instinct? Do they have it or not? And I have this gut feeling that Missoula, I, it's just a feeling that he's got to figure it out. In hindsight, after the Laker game, the way he's handled the regular season, I think he's handled it appropriately. We've seen this guy mature. He's talked about the things that he's learned. And I think, I have a feeling He's going to be the right guy for this team in the postseason. I think that they're listening to him. And I don't know if it's a killer instinct, but it may be a desperation that, guys, this doesn't happen all the time. You have to make the most of what's going on now. And I think that falls on the coach. I think it's going to have to come down to Missoula to deliver that message and have it hit.
0: Well, we've all three of us agreed from the beginning that, it's, that the time is now. This is a now team there's no 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 more excuses they have everything they need and 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 they're and remember nobody under 25 plays on this rotation and and not many teams can certainly <clears throat> can say that they're really seriously contending uh they've got they're in their prime of their lives in a sense uh, they've entered into it or they're smack in the middle of it or what and 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 then at the other end we've got al who some nights you go, my God you know you, you forget how how many things Al Horford brings to the table right And certain nights there are stretches of games you guys agree five days oh, yeah. minutes when he's the best player on the floor and you and, and you forget how good he can be and 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 to have that kind of an insurance policy and in, in your mid midst with all the other stuff they have is pretty good
1: Jeff do you see something in Missoula in the playoffs do you hear what I'm saying are you buying what I'm selling?
2: I hope you're right. I, I don't know. I mean, until the playoffs, we don't know. And and Joe Missoula is gonna be bait, he's gonna be judged squarely on what they do in the playoffs. I mean, period. Like you can win a million games in a regular season. It, it's not. I compare it a little bit to to again John Calipari. We were talking before this thing started, and I said to Bob, I said <laughs> Kentucky can win every single regular season game. But if they lose in the NCAA tournament in the first round, maybe even the second round again, the fans at Kentucky are going to be asking for him to be, be out in Lexington. Cause yeah. again, there, there's just one goal for Kentucky fans and that's to get to the final four. Now it's even just get past the, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Well, there's one goal for Boston and it's, it's even increased now because of what they've done in the regular season, the dominance They've had in this regular season, everybody kind of being on the same page of like looking at this, this roster and saying, yeah, yeah, Brad's giving you everything you need if you're healthy to win this whole thing. So, you know, again, I I think Joe has a better grasp. I know he does on this team and they trust him more because they're winning at a high level. So they should trust him. but ultimately, and you don't, I don't think you have people that are going to outwardly question him like Marcus Smart did. I don't think that helped Joe a right. year ago. Right. right. Like that is not the way to go about it with a first year head coach. That, that to me, I, I thought was the worst thing Marcus Smart ever did in his career in Boston was publicly go after right. Missoula. It was just, it was immature. It was an immature. Uh, and that's
1: what Brad's probably starting to think. Okay. He's got to go.
2: Yeah. I, I think him and Grant, we've already seen Grant get shipped out of Dallas right? And and now he's in Charlotte and, you know, he didn't fit what Brad wanted. Brad, you know, I think Brad and Missoula are on the same page. That's the beauty. Sometimes the GM and the coach aren't on the same page. I think Brad listens to Joe and is trying to give Joe a team that honestly he can coach and that respects Joe.
1: Uh, let's get to the, I want to get to the Bucks and uh, the Nuggets and um, Bob's buddy, Doc, I'll uh, he, he so he doesn't have to uh, um, talk about the disclaimer every time Bob mentions, he says, I'm good friends with Doc. So we know that. We got it. Um, <laughs> but I'm rooting like hell for Doc. I like Doc too. And they're playing defense now, Bob. So do you I have was- a feeling? They beat the Nuggets. They sent a message. Do you have a feeling that Doc is going to reach these guys?
0: Well, there were a few reasons why they, the Cleveland, excuse me, the Milwaukee wanted to make the change, and and one of them was they they needed a defense. Obviously, Giannis was had fallen, you know, had, had disapproved of Adrian Griffin, and you have to wonder how much that's going to how that's going to play out. Obviously, uh, uh, it, it it was a rocky start, one in five. They won the last couple impressively. I, I, you know, I, they're going to straighten out, I think, you know, they're going to straighten out. Uh, some night, every night, you, when we talk about great players, it's almost to the point with with Giannis now that he's, he's take, he's almost at the take for granted stage that, that he, you need certain games with, with extraordinary numbers for you to remind you how, how good he is night in and night out. He's, you know, he's an, he's an all time phenomenon player. And, and last night he came up big again. Um, I, I, uh, they're going to be hurt you know they're going to be hurt but i'm i'm, I'm curious about this whole thing uh you know for doc personally why he's doing it and, and what he's getting out of it and 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 uh, and also for them and in context of what we were just talking about we could about their uh what the expectations and the demands are for that team to win uh that fulfill the destiny of this group you know which is Giannis middleton and and Brook lopez uh, you know, as, I guess, am I forgetting somebody as the core? I think I would be the trio there uh, that would be their equivalent, you know, the, their trio, their their core trio that's had would success you together. Giannis, Dame, Dame Lillard, Giannis. Dame Lillard, of course. Well, right. And he's, he's the new addition to it, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. Extraordinary. Very, very important one. Um, but uh, we'll see if they regret, uh, you know, that as great as he is, you know, he doesn't, he, he's never defended well and and see how he fits into this you know and and what a glue guy that holiday was for them you know so we'll see there's pressure there'll be pressure on Lillard in that regard uh, but uh, you, you know yeah that's what uh, you 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 never go into a game against the Bucks thinking it sh- it's, it's going to be easy you shouldn't I don't think and uh I I think Doc will get the job done I mean get we'll get them straightened out to what they should be
2: they needed this one. I mean, they, they just needed it because yeah. again, it was such a bad start under Doc that they needed a. a, you, a I'm coach.
0: wondering. Um, I'm just thinking on the fly here because of the fact that they beat Denver and and Giannis had a big big night. Uh, and and we know that that Embiid, there's there's su- su- suspicions that there's kind of a individual rivalry with Embiid and and Jokic. I'm wondering if Giannis looks at some of these guys. Uh, you know, if there's rivalries in their heads, you know, with these the, these upper echelon stars that we have in this league right now with the, of those big men, you know, yeah, those three, those three in particular. And now, of course, they have a youngster coming along. They're all going to have to pay increasing attention to, don't we, in San Antonio?
1: <laughs> oh, that's absolutely. I wanted to bring that up. Ten blocks, a triple double with ten, ten blocks. blocks.
0: Yeah. The, keep in mind gentlemen and you guys know but so some of our our people newer to this earth that are our, our happy listeners should know that uh, they didn't always count blocks as a step right. and will never know about russell and chamberlain we can be i as one who lived through it all uh i'll give you anecdotal evidence that that there were plenty of nights when both of them had double-figured blocks and 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 then, of course, when you talk about blocks that you record the stats, and we also know that uh, intimidation shot of uh, of discouraging people from even taking shots or missing shots badly because of the intimidation of the block is, is part of the deal, too. So it does that that intimidation doesn't stop with the block. There are other plenty of other shots that are affected by people who can block shots at that degree. But this kid is 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 going to be an all time? There's no question with that uh, ability. He's seven four. He's incredibly agile, and he's got instinct on top of it. He's got every package you need to be a great shot blocker.
1: Well, if you watch the game or even the highlights, mm-hmm. the guys are frustrated. There's nothing they get, they
0: got to pass <laughs> the ball. You can't post no. him up. No, no. I mean, I think it's not just that he's big. There've been the other big guys. People forget the guys. So they don't even know their name. It was seven, four, but there's seven, four with this agility. We have not seen.
2: It's amazing how, uh, how far he can get with, with, one <laughs> dribbles. it's amazing to yeah. watch and, and guys are, are helpless because what do you do? I mean, you can, you can foul them and try to, you know, make him a little bit scared of, of coming through the lane again, but there just aren't, aren't that many guys out there that are going to do that anymore. Like, You know, in the old days, yeah, like Rick Mahorn would have put him on his ass. (laughs) There just aren't a lot of guys that are even going to try that anymore. So, uh, Wemby's coming. The question is, can uh, R.C. Buford and Greg Popovich surround him with enough talent that his games matter every single night?
0: Let me throw two names out to to the, the committee here. Randy Brewer and Chuck Nevitt. What do they have in common? They were both 7-4.
1: I actually remember Chuck Nevitt. I remember Chuck Nevitt. I remember well,
0: it was a big standing joke <clears throat> during the 1988 <clears throat> Finals between the Lakers and the Pistons that a local radio station in L.A. started making fun of Chuck Nevitt. And 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 uh, it was a, one of the themes of the playoffs and the Finals. We, we, we were all harping listening to the local station. It may have been KHJ, I don't know. But uh, anyway, Chuck Nevitt got a lot of notoriety in LA during those finals just for, for just for being Chuck Nevitt. For being but, uh, we've had, you know, you know, now we had great seven six player in Yao, and he he was great in the in his way, but but he didn't have the obviously didn't have the agility that that went right. beyond. Us. Right. Now we wondered of course of course, and I'll forget we got Chet, we got Chet Holgren too. Who's put up? You know, don't forget him. So we got two of them at the same time, and with, with bodies that we worry about still. well, those bodies hold up? Those yep. those extraordinary skinny bodies, but they bring they bring something that is very useful in playing the game of basketball to the table. That's for sure. And and uh, when Beyond It did last night, that won't be the last one. That'll be the first. That, that's not the first day even. It's but it, it's it's uh, it's it's just a, a a warning to the world about what it, what what he can be. And they're, they're they're playing better too. By the way, they're they're up to twelve wins now. As <laughs> seriously, you know, so they're playing better. They went you know.
1: well. It also underscores how great Russell was because Russell was six nine, right? At best.
0: Well, that's why you have to remind people that he was an athlete ahead of his time, as he once said to me, "I could kick the rim." Think about that one for a minute. And <laughs> and uh, really, and uh, uh, he was an athlete ahead of his time. I mean, he was extraordinary. He was a six nine high jumper with no technique you know if he trained to be high jumper god knows he might been. you know he, he he not charlie dumas might have been the first seven foot high jumper who knows and and so anyway yeah he was an extraordinary athlete extraordinary uh reflexes speed he was the fastest guy in the team you know if they lined up uh if they lined up for a sprint and had, uh he, he was the fastest guy in the team and and uh yeah how many centers can make that statement historically not too damn many
1: no, yeah, he was incredible.
0: <laughs> And then you think the other guy Wilt, <clears throat> will ran to four forty and and and, and will dude he had the cothalon, uh components, I don't think he would have been a pole vaulter, but anything else in that he could have done and 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 you know at, at some reasonable level because he loved boxing, and of course he his his may have been his favorite sport was volleyball right. over basketball <laughs> so. Anyway, those those two guys were extraordinary athletes of the, of the past.
1: Uh, Jeff, I'm curious to get back mm-hmm. to the Doc thing. Um, do you think, even though it's 16 years later, which I can't believe, does Doc show any '08 highlights to this Bucks team?
2: Yeah, I don't know. If he, I think he waits for the right time for it. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna you're gonna try to get these guys. Uh, motivate in any way you can. I think that's one of Doc's biggest strengths, right? Is is dealing with people and 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 players and knowing how to get them going. But again, like like Bob said, I mean, I know why he did it. Obviously, if you get an opportunity to coach a team now that you know is one of the top 4 teams in the NBA, you have a chance. So you're not going to turn that down that and the money. Uh, but it does put Doc in a position where, again, he can get vilified and crucified if something goes wrong in the playoffs, and they have a lead and they blow a lead again, and yeah. you know. But but you got to take a shot. Oh, I mean, you, gotta you got to do it.
1: Oh, come on. Right,
2: mm-hmm. right. I mean, that's I mean that's
1: coach's coach.
2: Well, Bob Ryan Still right. Writers right. coach. <laughs> We're not talking about the Charlotte Hornets here. We're talking about a really good team with a chance to win. the. Well,
1: league. there's a segue. Speaking uh, of Charlotte. <laughs> they, speaking of Charlotte. So, check steps down. Uh, and, Jeff, you wanted to make a point. Do they build around LaMelo Ball?
2: Yeah. I, I think they've got a, a real legitimate quandary um, here in Charlotte with whoever takes over. And I don't know. You know, I saw a, a couple of the names that I think – you know, Wode's throughout there, Trajan Langdon, Elton Brand, Mike Gancy, uh, who I've known forever, who's the assistant GM of the Cavs. I would hire him in a heartbeat, you know, not saying those other guys aren't good, too. Uh, Michael Jordan, I guess, has far less involvement now with the, with the Hornets than he ever has. He's really not there and I don't think he's involved in the decision-making. So maybe they would hire a Duke guy like Alton Brandt or Trajan Langdon to run the, uh, the Hornets. I thought that would be taboo uh, for, for Jordan. But I would say this. <clears throat> to me, you got to be very careful. Kind of w- what Atlanta is dealing with with Trey Young. I think Trey Young and LaMelo are similar in a lot of ways. Uh, neither one guards at all. Right, they're one they're they're one way players. Now they are special offensive talents, but I think if you look at both their track record, they haven't won nearly as much as you thought they've in. And I'll put Lamelo even worse. You know Trey at least won enough in college, and he's had the Hawks competitive. For you know, I think it was in the bubble year. They 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 went fairly deep in the playoffs. Uh, Lamelo hasn't done anything. He's still young. I get it, but I would just be careful because the habits are tough to break. You know, it's tough to get a kid to guard when you have paid him this contract already. Yeah, when he's never guarded. You know, I, I said that about Andrew Wiggins years ago. They gave him a thirty million dollar a year contract. So you're basically rewarding a kid and saying like, hey, we're giving you $30 million. You never had a guard. Now, Wiggins started a guard a little bit in, in Golden State just because, again, it's Golden State, right? They had a culture there. Uh, Charlotte doesn't have a culture. That's my worry with the mellow ball is who is this guy going to learn from? Now, they just got Grant Williams. Maybe Grant will get up in him a little bit, which is Grant. That's his personality. But I just don't know if LaMelo Ball is going to respect Grant Williams enough to listen to him. I don't know who he's going to respect enough to change his ways, which are, honestly, they're, they're not winning ways in a lot of ways.
0: Well, obviously I, I had honestly lost track of Mitch Kupchak to the point where I, I, I was like, oh, really? I didn't, I didn't realize he was running. <laughs> so I, I, I that it's really become a forlorn franchise. There's no doubt they're 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 just you know not on the consciousness of the average fan at all, and and uh, they 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 have a blah persona right now as a franchise. So you know it, it it's it, I, you know they need to get some injection of interest there somehow.
1: Yeah. Uh, before we go, I have to get some comments on the Super Bowl. I thought it was fantastic. People don't want to hear it, but Brady has competition. Uh, Mahomes was right now at this point in time, and I'll start with you, Bob, you have to say that Mahomes is on course to at least equal Brady.
0: Well, it's going to be, you know, the thing is, if if you're going to go discounting rings, it's always going to be the, 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 you know, uh, the Brady edge until it isn't, you sure, know, the longevity, okay, fine. Yes. uh, it, it's, uh, it's like in, in, uh, in all sports, uh, well, particularly basketball and, and, um, uh basketball seems to be the one the leader whether than baseball or even hockey uh uh, uh and but, so football, yeah um i'm not, I liked it. I thought the drama built as the game went on naturally and and you could you know we know, you know we, we could see what could happen. Let me just say here's one definitive statement: that missed extra point is the most significant miss i, I, I said point not scored in the entire history of the Super Bowl. Since 1967, there's because ne- if, if he makes that extra point, it's a 98% chance they're going to win because they would have forced them to score a touchdown at a point when they weren't doing anything. So, uh, that extra point changed, you know, uh, that's extraordinarily important. I hate to put that kind of a, a lifetime burden. Well, you know, no, I mean, it's
2: true though, it's but, especially but, because who, he made two huge field goals. Other than that, right? Didn't it? Yeah, yeah so,
0: like so the game's, the game's over. They 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 killed oh, a good yeah. So I I I thought the game. Yeah. So the spent the suspense built and the suspense built. I'm not ranking it as one of the all time for me. Was, wait, wait, best, wait, wait, wait. Super Bowl, hey,
2: Through the first three quarters, <clears throat> the best part was was some of the commercials. I mean, it was boring for the first three quarters. Was it not? That yeah, was.
0: Well, yeah. I didn't think it was that great. No, it was. We were. In fact, uh, the whole thing was. I kept saying, "Oh boy." <clears throat> The happy people and people in America are those who took the under. Yes.
1: Well, well, he, well here's, one thing I'll tell you. here's one thing I'll tell you. Defense is not lost in the NFL. That's no. one thing I took from it. Oh, because no. I thought defensively both teams stepped up big time. Now, yeah, I, I, I think that you could say I, I understand the frustration with the offense. But, you know, too many three and outs or whatever. But I give credit to the defense. I thought both the coordinators did a great job. I thought both defensive units did a phenomenal they did. job. They did hey, so, but I understand that's not his own. You can
0: make a case for Chris Young as is, is the uh, Chris Jones is the MVP of the game, right? And, yeah, I, and defensively, and, both teams. My God, yeah. so,
1: um,
0: but I but I thought there's a rush to judgment here on calling this one of the great, as great as, I, I, you know, it was a great Super Bowl, the 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 Charlotte, the Patriots' victory over 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 the. Uh, Oh, the Carolina Panthers. Because at halftime, they were on their way to a total utter blowout. The Panthers were impotent. Second half, did they come roaring back? Oh boy! And that was a—I was there for that one. That would that to me, that's my favorite one as, as a football game. Jake of course, the twenty-eight over. to 3 we always living in you know the hearts of the Patriot fans for that reason, of course. But, but I'm just saying that that Carolina don't ever forget how great a game that was. And, but back to the original point about Brady and and, and Mahomes. The, to me, I always separate these things in the obvious historical uh, accumulation of, uh, discussion versus how good are they in the context of their moment and time's discussion, okay? And and so um, Mahomes can do more things than Brady. Yeah. He, he extended, you know, and, he made plays with his legs. I've always said this. If we're having that mythical game, you're praying for your life tonight you you, you this is the winner of this game determines your life and what quarterback do you want 15 years ago to me the easy answer was elway why because he could beat you both with his arm and his legs neither brady nor manning are in this discussion in that regard in that regard if you care that much about it if you want to say that's ah, not that important you know you go for brady or manning if you want now we got a kid that can win it can beat you with both his arm and his legs and and if I had to go for my life tonight, being what I've seen with this kid now, this kid, this this man, twenty eight years old, um, I I wouldn't have any hesitation to take him at all.
1: I love the guy. I'm a huge. I'm a I'm a, I'm a homie. I love the
0: guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, I love him. Um, but you got you got to give it up for the donkey commercial, right, Jeff? The donkey commercial was
2: good. We love it here. That's our the button. You're uh, not gonna go out. You're gonna buy the outfit, right? Gary, you can. Go oh, yeah, yeah.
0: It. yeah. All three of us. Yeah. Yeah, all we'll three of us.
2: Next week. We'll yeah, wear- yeah. No, this, I'm, Bob, I'm, I'm
0: sure it, it, glasses. Yeah. I'm sure in New England, it, it's by far the favorite commercial. I don't know whether it went over that big in Peoria or Fargo. Or <laughs> or Estabula, oh, it didn't.
1: But- it nationally, it didn't do well, but in New England, it was great. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, guys. Always a pleasure. We'll talk again next week. Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway Along for the Ride, brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston to sign up. That's Fanduel.com slash Boston. Make every moment more with Fanduel. Check it out, folks. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if get your first bet of $5 or more. Until next time, Jen.